Welcome to episode 173 of Shannon on Batman. It's been it's been a hot minute. It has, uh, it has. Well, there hasn't been a lot of news. I know Kyle has been busy. I've been extra busy. State testing going on. Um, end of the school year stuff. So not I mean, a ton I mean, of it. that. That's uh, the transition from spring to summertime for you right there. Mm-hmm. Not a ton, ton of news. I know that the last time we talked. We're really talking about the Snyder Cut. We're talking about a lot of that stuff. Um, some news that has come out, though. Kyle, can you can you do a quick find for DC Fandom? I know it's coming out in October, but um, just a little bit of news here, here or there. Um, I guess the big news uh, off the gate that we're not going to talk about right this second is the Discovery is going to – be running warner media like they bought it out we'll get into that stuff in a minute (laughs) but like off the top off the top of things that we're going to talk about is the new animated series of superman and batman that it's coming to hbo max and cartoon network so that's like when i heard that i was like all right like who's behind it? Cause we've had, you know, we had Batman, the animated series, you had Batman beyond, you had the Batman, then you had Batman brave and the bull. Then you had, Beware the Batman. So, the Batmans. <laughs> so we've, we've had a number of Batman series, you know, you had justice league, you had justice league unlimited, but we're going to be getting a new Batman animated series and a new Superman animated series. But let's talk about the Batman animated series that's going to be called Batman the Cape Crusader. Um, So it's going to be produced by, you know, Bruce Timm. Bruce Timm does all, did all, you know, Batman the animated series. Did, uh, he, he did Batman Beyond. Mm -hmm. He did, you know, the Justice League, Justice League uh, Unlimited. He did, he's done a lot of the DC animated films. So getting him back in the mix of it, is great. I'm looking forward to that. Um, let me read a little blurb here. We are beyond excited to be working together to bring this character back to the, tell engrossing new stories in Gotham City. Um, and that's from J.J. Abrams. So J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves are going to be producing this Batman Cape Crusader animated s- series for HBO Max and Cartoon Network. So what's interesting about this is that you have J.J. and Matt Reeves helping produce the animated series. Now, it's unclear what their capacity is going to be in regards to them producing. It sounds like they're going to be, you know, maybe a producing producer name only. Like they're going to get their, you know, they're going to get themselves a nice fat fee, you know, for putting their name, you know, on the marquee. But what's interesting is that Bruce Tim is kind of coming back. I wouldn't say he's coming back, but he's coming back into the fold of doing just, you know, a standalone animated series and that, which he hasn't done since, you know, 
It's when, been when, a few decades since he's he's done anything. He's just got just done straight Batman. So obviously, what when did Unlimited end? Like 2011 or something? Somewhere around there. Yeah, but yeah, this is uh, exciting news. Like I feel like when you have someone like Tim involved, it's you're always in for a good time. Like I don't think I have ever seen him put out some kind of DC animated thing and not had a fun time with it, you know? So I'm, I'm very much excited to see where this goes, especially with all the talent we have involved with it so far. We don't well, know like my, the extent of uh, Abrams and Reeves' involvement, obviously. But. Right. I think, I think it's going to be more like how Steven Spielberg was involved with, you know, those, uh, with those animated series back in the early nineties, kind of like his names there kind of help shepherd it, try to give, you know, give them the money that they need you know, those types of things. I don't know if they're going to be involved, like the day to day, like casting or anything or finding, it sounds like it's going to be Bruce Tim's baby. I guess we'll find out, but that's, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that here just a second, but there's another animated series Mm -hmm. that's going to be, um, going to be produced. Um, and it's going to be Superman, uh, and what it's called uh my adventures, adventures with superman, with superman. Mm-hmm. so and it which follows a man of steel in their 20s so it's going to be it's going to it's going to follow clark kent superman and lois lane as they're in their 20s as the, and the, what the variety is saying uh it's a story it's a series that begins to discover who they are, so Superman, Lois, and Jimmy, and everything they can accomplish together as an investigative news team. Kind of sounds like an animated version of Smallville. So it's, let me read a little (laughs) bit more. So the serialized coming-of-age story sees Superman build up his secret identity and embrace his new role as hero of Metropolis, while Lois, now a star journalist, takes inspiring photographer Jimmy under her wing, all the while, Clark and Lois are falling in love, sharing adventures, and taking down bad guys. Um, I'm not seeing. So this one, My Adventures with Superman, is going to be produced by Warner Brothers Animation. Sam Register, executive producers with Jack Wyatt. I'm sorry, Jake Wyatt, and uh, and that's it. I thought so. When I I thought that that this was going to be a a J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves produced thing, but I guess not. No, I think they're just doing Batman. So and what's this- interesting is like the, these these two shows are going to be like standalone. And I was hoping that these things would kind of cross over because that'd be really interesting to see those two, you know, those two shows cross over. Like some of my favorite episodes of Batman the animated series was when Superman would show up. You know, one of my favorite episodes of Batman Beyond was when Superman was evil. So getting those things kind of crossing over is really would have been even more exciting than, you know, than that. And they do have a cast list. They just have two names so far. So it's going to be Jack Quaid, you know, awesome, awesome in the boys and Alice Lee. Mm-hmm. Zoe's extraordinary playlist. I've never seen that, but I'm definitely interested in seeing what they bring to these characters. But like, like I said, my, I guess my only problem is, is, well, there's two problems. The first, uh, first problem is, and like, it's not like a big problem, 
But, like, why are these shows not going to cross over? We're in a post-Endgame world. Like, these these television shows, these these animated series, these movies should be crossing over. That's what Feige's going to do. And I know everyone's like, well, you know, DC doesn't have to be Marvel. But that that model has worked. That model has been working. Why would you not want to, you know, you're starting off with a brand new Batman, a brand new Superman. Why not have those characters cross over? You know, why not? Especially now, like, you know, have it's a reasonable thing to be asking. Like, I know we could make a joke how like, oh, well, (laughs) crossovers are such a last year thing, you know, but, but no, I feel like that's always been a staple of, uh, these animated comic book shows, right? There's always been lots of crossovers, especially when they have existed on the same network. Well, it's just weird, though. It's just weird that th- these things were announced on the same day, but they have no connective tissue for one another. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm going to watch both of them. I think it's going to be – I'm really excited for both. Um, but at the same time, it's just like I'm just so – tired of our dc characters just not even being in the same conversation as marvel and now it's going to be harder for for you know the dc animation team because kevin feige has now taken over we already know he's taken over all of marvel studios but that includes the comic books and the animation department see what i'm saying here right (laughs) so dc has dominated the animation market for 30 years right there hasn't yeah for a long time for a long time, but we see how Foggy's able to do, um, you know, what he's been able to do with live action. It's, the animation's a little bit simpler, especially now that he's going to do that what if cartoon. Come on. Wow. Right. It's like, where's our Elseworlds cartoon? <laughs> right. Like, I just, like I said, like, I'm I'm just tired of the Marvel domination. I know I'm going to get hate on it from Twitter and everything. Because I really do think that they need to restore the Snyderverse. One second. We're just out here but, dumping all the hot takes on, aren't we? <laughs> but, like, my thing is just, like, I do want them to restore the Snyderverse because they already have these established characters that work together. And this would be just another thing that they could do. So, I don't know. Um, And my second problem is I don't see Paul Dini's name as a writer of either shows. Paul Dini was integral in all the most successful Batman and Superman and animated shows and series that we have, right? Like he, he has his fingerprints all on Batman, the animated series. He's got his fingerprints all over Batman beyond Superman justice league, Batman, uh, brave and the bold tons and tons of things that he has been able to do. Why his? What, I mean, maybe he's not interested in it. But if you get Bruce Tim doing a, a a Batman series, I want to see Paul Dini's name there. I mean, we're we're obviously stands for Paul Dini around here, but I I kind of agree with you. Like, I I know I was praising Bruce Tim here a little while ago, and it's true. His the stuff that he helped produces is still pretty quality stuff. But when you have Paul Dini involved as well, you have magic. Yes. Like he like it's like peanut butter and jelly. It's just like the perfect. Um, but like I said, like Paul Dini has written some of the best animated, you know, shows that, you know, some of our favorite episodes, you know, 
he did. He wrote Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. He wrote Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. So, like those, those are my two gripes. Those are my two like hot takes on it. Excited for both shows. I'm curious what the. I'm wondering if they're going to get. I'm kind of at this point with Batman's voice. I kind of want something new. It's either it's either Kevin Conroy, or I can't remember his name. The dude's name. The dude who's going to be doing ah uh, the voice of Batman in the Long Halloween. We'll find that right now. Oh, uh, it's Jensen Eccles. No, he he does the Joker. Oh, he's doing Batman in Long Halloween. Is he? Hold on. Yep. Are we sure here? I'm looking at the IMDb. Uh, yeah, IMDb page right now. The uh, the supernatural dude is playing Batman. Okay, so it's not that guy. Trying to think. So Jensen Ackles did he did didn't he? I think he did uh Red Hood. I think he was Red Hood. Hold on, let me see here. Now you um, bet. I don't remember. I'm gonna look at Batman animated films. <laughs> Where are the voices? No, no, you're right. He did uh, Jason Todd and Red Hood voice. I'm looking. I'm looking for. Uh... Mm, it's bothering me. I can't find. But once I see his name, Drew Drew would know off the top because he's a huge fan of his. Uh, let me see here. It's not John DiMaggio. It's not Kevin Conroy. It's not Kevin M- Michael Richardson. It's not Linda Hamilton. Are you sure about that? Maybe I'm not going to find it. It's not Tim Daly. It's not Real Friedle. I give up. So, but yeah, I'm, the, there's two major actors who've been playing it back and forth. Obviously, Kevin Conroy. But I kind of want them to go and do something different. I kind of want them to go discover another voice for Batman, if that makes sense, with this yeah, new iteration. Yeah. I mean, if they got Kevin Conroy, I'd be down for it. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they can do, you know. They can capture magic in a bottle twice in regards to that. Now, what but I'm about that, to say might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm totally in favor of getting someone else other than Kevin Conroy. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm, just feel I'm, like his uh, his most recent Batman performances have not been his best ones. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it you're is what it wrong. is. It's not Troy Baker. It's not Will Arnett. It's not Reno Romano. Come on. Come on, CBR. Having to go to CBR for information. Jason O'Mara. That's who it is. Doesn't ring a bell. So let me find let me find some of the things he's done. He did the voice for uh, Batman. Like, we were prepared, I promise you. Like, we have a list of things that we're ready to talk about. But we weren't prepared for, you know, this part of the conversation. So. He did just, he did Batman's voice for Justice League Dark, Apoc- uh, Dark Apocalypse War. The death, uh, the death and return of Superman, Batman Hush. Uh, Justice League Dark. Batman Bad Blood, Batman versus Robin. You know his voice, Kyle. Son of Batman, Justice League War. 
You know his voice. I probably do. So, but yeah, like I'm with you on that. Something different. I'm when they said Jack Quaid, I was like, ooh, that'd be a good pick for Superman. So, um, uh, we got the long Halloween coming up. So I believe part one is coming out in June, right? The first part of Long Halloween is slated for June 22nd. Okay, so yeah, just a couple weeks from now then. June 22nd. Josh Dumel is Harvey Dent. Jensen Eccles is Batman. Jack Quaid is Alberto Falcone. So a lot of... Uh, a lot of good names. Yeah, so far this cast is looking really solid. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've already fast-tracked part two, right? That's coming out later this year as well? Mm-hmm. It's coming out. It will be released on digital July 27th, 2021, and on Blu-ray DVD August 10th, 2021. Weird that they kind of like, it's like coming out in June, then it's coming out in August. Um, hey, we don't. There's a reason why we're not the ones making those decisions, I guess. So interesting, right? It is interesting. Yes. So I know that Discovery Warner Media merger is on our list, but I do want to talk about the upcoming DC fandom that we get coming October sixteenth, twenty twenty-one. So mark that on your calendars for DC fandom. Like I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to the second iteration of DC fandom. 22 million people watched it the first day back uh, August 22nd, 2020. Like they had a bunch of the movies that they were going to do. They showed the first, like uh, I would say a teaser for the suicide squad, but kind of like a behind the scenes. Look, they showed us the first trailer for the Batman. We got trailers for the two games, the Arkham game that's supposed to be coming out. I can't remember the name of that. And then they have the justice league versus, or it's uh the suicide squad kill the justice league. Is that the name of it? <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. So, like, a bunch of cool stuff that came out. I mean, we got a trailer, our first trailer for Snyder Cut, our first teaser for Snyder Cut. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and there's a number of reasons why I'm looking forward to it, because I'm I'm assuming we'll have another look at the Batman. We'll get a maybe a teaser trailer for Black Adam. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll get a teaser trailer for uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Maybe we'll get some for a for, first look or, for, or some... Uh, some uh some pictures or some stills from the flash i'm looking for like i know i was really excited for fandom last year but fandom this year like <laughs> future's looking bright yeah like i'm really looking forward to it. i just i can't wait for i can't wait to see what they have like like i really wish they would have moved it up to august like it doesn't make sense that it's about out in october because in august you have the Suicide Squad coming out. So that'd be like a nice teaser event for the Suicide Squad where you show a little bit more uh, footage. Uh, you you can show things that are coming up. So, but yeah, like I'm looking forward to that. Another thing that's going on right now, other than DC fandom talk, is that Black Adam 
and Shazam Fury of the Gods are currently filming in Atlanta, Georgia right now. Both films have been underway for about a, um, almost a month and a half, maybe oh, a, two like months. We've been waiting for those forever. Well, I'll say this. Black Adam, The Rock was cast as Black Adam when we were working together, Kyle. Wow, that. <laughs> and we haven't worked together in almost 10 years. It's been a long time. Yeah, but like ever since we got that net news, it's been like, all right, we just we know that Black Adam's coming eventually. At this point, we've been waiting for Black Adam to show up almost as long as people are waiting for Thanos to show up at, from the end of Avengers. <laughs> so <laughs> those Lord. films are those films are filming simultaneously. But my problem though is that I'm worried about is you know something that we we're talking about earlier is about about the interconnectivity of these characters, right? I understand the reason that they're doing Black Adam separate than Shazam, right? Even though The Rock produced Shazam, right? Like, cause you want to establish, you want to establish the character of Black Adam. Makes sense, right? But if there's not an end credit sequence or something at the end that teases Black Adam showing up in a Shazam sequel or Shazam showing up in a Black Adam sequel, what, a colossal misstep for this for for the studio. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, what? I mean, what? What's your take on that, Kyle? Because it's Pony Smasher, the director of Shazam, and now Shazam: Fear of the Gods, David Sandberg said in the tweet a couple months ago. Someone asked him if they were going to show up or whatever. Uh whether or not Black Adam would would show up. And he said that he knows nothing of what's going on with Black Adam. He's not making that movie. But... Uh, that is... Uh, <laughs> I mean, either it's a PR thing from the say, just be like, oh, I, I, I don't know what's going on. No, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Of course I don't. <laughs> or maybe he actually doesn't know anything, and that's kind of messed up. I mean, if they are filming simultaneously in the same city, you would think, right? Yeah. Like right? There's, there's no way there can't be some kind of crossover, right? <laughs> sure. Well, what's interesting is that it's being produced by, you know, New Line, you know, DC, Warner Brothers. Dwayne Johnson's producing it. But it's not being written by the same person. It's not being directed by the same person. It's not, you know, it's not. The whole thing's just very strange. I mean, that goes back to my point. That's why one company dominates the other company. Like, part of me is like, well, I get why they're reluctant to kind of go back all in on the uh, the shared universe thing. You know, like, oh, not everything's going to have crossover. But for this particular project, I feel like it, it warrants it. Like, it'd be weird to be like, OK, we're going to make a movie about this one hero but then we're going to have a different movie about the, that hero's villain, but he's not involved at all. Just, it's almost like if imagine if Sony made a Spider-Man movie, but didn't have Spider-Man. in it. <laughs> I want to look at like it just it doesn't doesn't work. So they, they started they started filming April 9th for Black Adam. I'm, I'm trying to see Shazam. I got nothing. Wikipedia's got nothing for me. No. 
Maybe he got canceled. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> like all the flash, all the times that flash was supposed to happen. Uh. So today, Shazam Fear of the Gods begins filming. Director David F. Sandberg teases new suit. After Shazam debuted to critical on fan acclaim in 2019, Audiences have been eager to see exactly what's in store for the upcoming Shazam Fury of the Gods. The DC Films installment has already amassed an, ans- an all-star ensemble of new and returning cast members. Um, so this was today. Let me do, let me double check. This is today. Uh, give me give me a date. Give me a date. Give me a date. Instagram. It's, I'm I'm looking at see. It says it says of 20 minutes ago. Let me see if I can find David F. Sandberg on uh, breaking news. When another fan comments as if Shazam will be getting a new suit in the film, Sandberg said yes. Given the director's penchant for trolling on social media, there's a chance you'd be meaning something else but by new suit. But considering how much Shazam costume evolved over the for- course of the production of the first film, there's a chance that the costume could be getting some new tweaks in the sequel. Yes, there were there were a few iterations Sandberg revealed in 2018. And you start to keep changing stuff even after we started shooting because you realize things you should shoot the first scene and Zach is like you know I can't move my hands properly with these gauntlets so we had to redesign that or like the boots kept falling apart so it's like oh I guess so interesting interesting so um yeah thoughts anything else I uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make too much of a judgment yet but I I'm not this is not the way I would want to go about it, but I guess we're going to have to wait until fandom to really see. I mean, I'm sure they both could turn out fantastic. And the idea of a new suit, I'm sure that that will be fine, too. I don't really know much about Shazam's different suits. I'm not a big Shazam head, so I kind of just, just kind of go with what they present to us. Shazam might be my favorite of the the DC movies, to be honest. Like, the, the like maybe it's, maybe it's like the best of it's what... A- it's in my top three. It's real good. Yeah. Like, if you guys haven't seen Shazam yet, go watch, go watch it. It's good. So, Kyle, do you want to take the lead on the Warner Discovery merger? Like, because I don't understand a lot of it. I I have not deep dived into this information yet. But I will say, at first I was really confused because I was like, didn't Warner just merge with AT&T? Why is there some other merger going on? Because AT&T wants to get out of wants to get out of it. Yeah, so that's what that's about. So AT&T wants to back out of Warner. So now Discovery is going to pick up Warner, or is Discovery picking up AT&T? How's this working? I'm so confused. Um, eighteen. I think AT&T just AT&T is just trying to. Because they keep, and we're going to have someone come on to kind of discuss this more in detail with us of what all this business stuff means. This business lingo. Um, maybe we'll, maybe I'll, we'll talk to Mark next time to talk about this. But it sounds like AT&T just does not want to be involved in being a media conglomerate anymore. So they, they were severely in debt by billions and billions of dollars. And this merger kind of helps them get out of debt, and they're going to basically does I like I don't understand it completely, but it sounds like they're just going to dissolve 
themselves from the media aspect of it and discovery is going to take over it. I don't know. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me because they, man, it's so strange that they spent all this time and all this money to, you know, go through the merger the first time around. But then there's like, actually we changed our mind. It's like, bro, you've already come this far. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, so tele- telecom giant AT&T announced Monday a deal to combine its content unit, Warner Media, with Discovery, paving the way for one of the one of Hollywood's biggest studios complete with media giants Netflix and, and Disney. Under the agreement, AT&T will unwind uh, will unwind its eighty five billion acquisition of Time Warner, which closed just under three years ago, and form a new media company with Discovery. The deal would create a new business separate from AT&T that could be valued as as much as $150 billion, including debt, according to Financial Times. AT&T has said it would receive an aggregate amount of $43 billion in a combination of cash, debt, and Warner Media's retention of certain debt. AT&T shareholders would receive stock representing 71% of the new company, while Discovery shareholders would own 29% it added. If approved by regulators, the deal effectively reverses AT&T's years-long plan to combine content and distribution and vertically integrated company. The company said the deal is expected to close in the middle of 2022. AT&T said Discovery President and CEO David Zaslav will lead the new company, which will have a new name announced in coming days. The board will consist of 13 members, seven initially appointed by AT&T, including the chair, and Discovery would appoint six members, including Zaslav. It is, uh, however, the future of Warner Media's current CEO, Jason Keelar, is uncertain. He So Keelar's out. Like, that's certain. That's, that's pretty big right there. So Keylar's done. So, like my question though, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to someone, and Mark texted me, but he's busy right now. Um, the question though is, so what is is this is this just for a company like Google or Apple to purchase the company now? Because hold on, <laughs> let me, hold on one second, one second. Let me pull let me pull up a text message I had from a friend the other day where we were exactly talking about this. So I have a source that, and like, like I'm not even saying it's a source. I have a friend who is speculating. This is pure speculation. Okay. That a company like Apple or Google, specifically Apple might be interested in buying this newly merged company, whatever its name is, Warner Discovery, Discovery Warner, Warner Media, whatever it is after that Apple was interested in picking up a giant business like this. So we'll see. Like that's that's that I've I've heard this from a few people that this acquisition was an acquisition so that a larger conglomerate, a larger company like an Apple or a Google or an Amazon would be interested in buying it up. So we know that Amazon is now going to purchase MGM, right? Like MGM yep. is now under Amazon. Well, now 
it seems like there's only two major companies remain. And what's interesting before we get back into that, it's interesting. I saw an article today that back in 2016, Disney tried to buy Warner Brothers, which is like, ooh, that'd be crazy. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, But back to what I was saying, it, it just seems it just seems like from a few people I've talked to that this 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 merger was to interest a larger company that can afford it. And Apple and Google can both afford purchasing Warner Brothers. I mean, they can afford pretty much anything in the, on the planet. But, but yeah, <laughs> that is interesting, though, because if either one of them were to be the uh, the company that basically acquired everything else. I honestly have no idea what would happen after that that occurs. Because, like, I know Apple has their own, like, streaming service, the, the Apple TV thing, but... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't... So, essentially, essentially, what they would do is they would... Apple TV would just uh, r- absorb HBO Warner Bros. You know, HBO Max, whatever the new streaming service is going to be called, because Discovery is – so I have both HBO Max and Discovery Plus, mm-hmm. and to be honest, I don't know if you've messed around with Discovery Plus, Kyle. I have not. But the – the for me anyway, I don't know about you, but Discovery Plus works a lot better than HBO Max. HBO Max is very laggy. It okay. doesn't – doesn't to me – well, you know how, like, nice – Netflix and Prime work. Uh, like I have a Roku TV, so it looks very nice. You know, Hulu look, works very nicely, works very great. But HBO Max is always a struggle bus to get to work correctly. I, I consider myself really uh, lucky then because I, I hear people say they've always had issues of HBO Max, but like I, I only watch it one of two ways. I either watch it on my computer's web browser or I watch it on my phone on the mobile app. Yeah, and the I, mobile app's great. I, I've never had any issues of either one of those two methods. So whenever people are saying like, oh, man, HBO Max is like so clunky to navigate and, and the video plays horrible. I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like it works great. It literally works great on my iPad. It works great on my phone. I've never used it with my iMac, but my Roku TV, it works like dog shit. It works horrible. So it's interesting to see kind of what happens because NTT really did do a lot recently in the purchase of Warner Brothers. But it's funny to me is that another company, another company was taken for a ride by Hollywood, that they were promised all these things. This would happen. You know, you get a return on investment. But it just sounds like everything, you know, that they did, you know, Jason and like I praise Jason Keelar for being a maverick. Yep. But there was a recent article that said that his decision to go day and date with streaming and, you know, movies actually probably lost the company about a billion dollars in revenue. That could be the case. But I mean, what else did they, they had to when they had to bring subscribers into HBO Max, right? They have any subscribers. Right. Like, OK, maybe they lost money in the short time, but I feel like in the long t- long game, they would have been fine. Because I know, I know theaters are starting to reopen a little bit, mm-hmm. but they're still nowhere close to making the numbers that they were beforehand. Right, like right, right now, Endgame was like literally the end game for movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, and like, yeah. like I said, like, like I know back that back when uh, Con, uh, King Kong came out, 
Godzilla vs. King Kong, it was like, oh my god, it made $30 million in theaters. And it's like, that would be a huge, ginormous flop at any other time in history. <laughs> yep. Like, I oh. think Batman Forever made $30 million its opening weekend. Oh, man. <laughs> Come a long way since then. It's like, yeah, so... I don't. I, I I still kind of supported what he did there. I get why. Yeah, like like the he, old regime, the the movie makers, uh, they were not very happy about it. But it's like, yeah, you had the, the times. old you had the old guard, and you, you had the you, <laughs> you had the old dogs, the people who were there for a long time, who made their bones at the studio, who were under Alan Horn, Jeff Robinoff, Kevin Sushihara. And then you have a guy who comes in who's not a, you know, not a company man who kind of reintegrates his ideas and literally becomes a maverick for the company and restores the Snyderverse, greenlights the Flash, which we're going to get Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. Um, just a ton of things that he did. And I know that he irritated a bunch of like those, a bunch of the people at the studio and some of those filmmakers, but I think like he was looking at the survival of the company as a whole. How do you compete with Disney Plus? Right. You know, Disney Plus has the Marvel shows, right? They have uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier. They have one. They had to get as much of the content they had access to onto that platform as quick as possible. I think right. he, did, he did that. So even though I don't care for Mortal Kombat or Kong versus Godzilla, I'm looking forward to the Suicide Squad. I wouldn't mm -hmm. mind, you know, I know that they're saying that the Suicide Squad supposed to was shot IMAX. So, but, you know, you had that, you had, you know, you had the Snyder Cut come out, like you had Wonder Woman come out. Those films, I mean, Wonder Woman probably would have been a huge colossal flop. That movie wasn't that well received. I didn't care for it. So so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But in the meantime, you have a company like Discovery who's now in charge of the studio. So now they're gonna they gotta put someone so maybe Jeff Zucker, who's been running CNN, maybe he's the one who's in charge of the actual studio while um while Zaslov is the uh the head honcho, so to say. But like I said, everything just is so weird. Like I never thought that like a company like Discovery, Discovery Channel. Think about that. Discovery Channel yeah. is now going to be the point person or the point company for a publicly traded company that is Warner Media, Warner Brothers. So, like, again, like, like they were it seemed like they were moving in the right direction with the studio. They're getting they're they're, they're to me. They were to the point of, I would say, restoring the Snyderverse, per se. But getting those pieces back together, getting back to the idea of a shared universe, mm -hmm. which I think is very important. But here we are to where it just like everything's back up in the air. So I don't know. But I do want to get someone on who's a little bit more versed in the business side of things. Yes, absolutely. So that'll be the plan. I'm going to reach out to a couple people, see if they'd be willing to come on and talk about this stuff, because I don't know what a lot of this means. And I, I would like to speculate with these guests on uh, yeah, but on for, this the, for the most part, we're just a couple of laymen that are just like, 
well, how is our gut reaction to this? We, we don't really know the, the business side of things. So I would love to hear somebody that actually does know what they're talking about because maybe they can give us a, a different perspective on things. Because my gut reaction to this is I'm not a fan of this move. And uh, wherever Jason Kalar ends up going, I I expect they will welcome him with open arms. I'm not happy with this move either, but it is what it is. I knew that something like this would happen, but I thought I thought like a bigger company would have purchased. I thought like an Apple or a Google or Amazon would be would make a play for would ma- be making a play for the company before Discovery. But like I said, like I think that they're trying. I think what they're trying to do is package this so that a company like Apple or Google sweeps in, takes control, and then Zaslav gets a golden parachute and he gets, you know, like it's a a, a big move to make an even bigger move financially. So Zaslav makes himself the middleman so he can (laughs) get out of the paycheck. I mean, truth (laughs) to be honest, it sounds like AT&T, I saw a couple articles where AT&T made a colossal misstep in the purchase of Warner. Because they, you know, the decisions that they were making were not, you know, were not the best in financial terms for everything. So, like I said, I want to, I really want to reach out to someone to get a little bit more information. Tons of information that's been coming out. Like, like we're literally in, in this crux of a lot of these brands changing the guard. I mean, literally yesterday, Amazon purchased MGM. So, uh, and now I'm reading an article from today. 941 Pacific time, 11 or 1241 Eastern time, James Bond franchise will get worldwide theatrical release. So, yeah, that's cool. So, I actually was hoping that they put that that movie on Amazon so I could finally watch it. <laughs> so, right. It would be nice having the rest of the like the Bond catalog on Amazon though. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like I like it's weird because like I'm I, what I'm tra- what I'm doing right now is I'm just going and buying as many movies as I can because I'm fearful that you won't be able to buy a physical copy of anything anymore. Oh yeah, like you that, don't say. I, like, I completely agree. Like like that's what my thing is is like you're to buy a physical copy of a movie you have to be subscribed to a you know streaming service and I don't want to do that I want I want the thing in my hand. You know, so I, you know, I can take it anywhere I want to go. I mean, you can, but just owning the physical copy of it to me, you know, it's like, it's like having your dollar backed up by gold, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So anything else we need to talk about today? I don't think there's been any other news. Uh, If there is something we missed, I'm sure we'll bring it up later. But uh, for now, though, I think we, uh, it feels good to be back. It does feel good. It's just, it's just been, it's been a whirlwind the last couple of weeks for me. So just trying to get everything back under control. I'll be in your state next week, Kyle. So I'm sure we can figure something out. Oh shoot, let's go. Recording. So maybe we can get Tom. Go head over to Tom's place, record there. The podcast cave, if there is a podcast cave anymore. Um. <laughs> so with that being said. We are about to close out episode 173 of Shanlon Batman. Make sure that you are following us on our social medias. We have we are on uh, Twitter at Batman Shanlon and Shanlon on Bat. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Loading Kyle. Make sure that you're following us on our Facebook pages as well, the same name. 
Make sure that you are doing all that you can to like, subscribe, and comment for us, please, and thank you. So with that, episode 173 is done. Peace.